0: West Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. Follow us on Twitter at iGuestInfo. Send us your questions and we'll try to answer. Now enjoy the show. Hello, I'm really, really excited to be with you all today. As we approach um, some dates of religious significance, we're going to answer some questions today. What does it mean to be forgiven and why is it easier to forgive others? Many times and it is to forgive ourselves. So many songs about grace, amazing grace. mercy and forgiveness. What does it really mean? And how do we make our mess our message? Today we're going to break down some of those questions with Pastor Kevin Brown. Straight talk and answers that, you know, it, it might surprise you. With grace comes responsibility. How do we move forward and get the devil off our back? Pastor Kevin Brown is going to join me right after this, this song by Matthew West, and we are going to answer some of those questions for you. So stay with us, and we will be right back with Pastor Kevin Brown. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: My name is regret. I'm pretty sure we have met. Every single day of your life, I'm the whisper inside that won't let you forget. Hello, my name is defeat. I know you recognize me. Think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again So you've lost all belief All oh, these obs are-
0: First Congressional, Congregational Church. I've talked with Pastor Brown before on another subject. Um, he's just a really great guy. You're going to love him, and we're going to try to get some answers. I have move forward with our life if we are stuck today. So thank you, Pastor Kevin Brown, for coming on with us today.
2: My privilege. Thank you very much.
0: So we're getting ready to come up on um, some religious holidays, Good Friday, um, uh, Easter, and so the significance of that, if you're a Christian, um, is pretty overwhelming if you kind of think about it, um, which is what we want people to do, is think about that. Um, so with Easter, that's um, significance because of the resurrection. And why don't you tell us basically, you know, what, what that means to followers and um, people
2: who believe in in christ sure you know it it of course depends upon which uh, theological tradition one comes from Um, so i'll just sort of start where um, i come from which is that uh, you know we believe that god's intention in creation was that humanity live with joy and harmony uh, with one another then something happened that we call the, the Garden of Eden. Something happened there to, to break that original intention of God's. Um, we went along continuing our relationship with God through uh, the Hebrew people, through Israel, through all the wonderful stories that are found in uh, our Old Testament. And in the time of Christ, um, Christ came to teach us about God's original intention, which was that we all live in harmony and joy and union with one another. Then, once again, because of our human proclivity to be uh, self-interested, we decided we didn't want to listen to this uh, teaching uh, from God. Um, particularly those who were in positions of religious authority uh, and political power. So we human beings, uh, we in sort of the royal sense, that we're all guilty to a degree because we don't know what we would have done specifically had we been in that instance. Uh, in fact, uh, killed God um, and uh, and murdered Christ on the cross. Um, but what Easter tells us that is that um, you can put truth in the grave, but it won't stay there. Um, that God's intentional will for all of humanity and God to be at one will be fulfilled and the resurrection is a testimony to that and um, even folks who I think um, don't believe in a literal resurrection do agree that something tremendous happened something incredible that resulted in a transformation of the world over the past two thousand years So Christians all across the spectrum, whether they're sort of agnostic-like, that is, they they don't necessarily believe the literal resurrection to those who accept it as a literal fact, all along that spectrum we agree that Easter is a time of celebrating God's love and renewal. And regardless of how difficult times are, how complicated life is, still there is hope and promise.
0: Well, um, before we actually get into sin debt and forgiveness and moving ourselves forward, I do want to say that I am no uh, theologian, but I have read the Bible cover to cover. And this Uh is what I learned is that I can truly understand why God had to send Jesus because we could not get it right as people. Right. The Old Testament, we kept screwing it up over and over and over and over again. I mean, how long was Moses gone? He was just gone minutes, and they were already back to their old ways. You know, he just goes up there to pray, and they mm-hmm. and they got it all wrong again. So I could see why he had to actually put it in physical form and say, okay, follow this guide, because obviously you're not getting it on your own. So that's just my own little, I totally sure. get why he would have to do that, because uh-huh. we weren't getting it. We were a stubborn Absolutely. group of people. And so, but it's easy to see when you have, you know, an example, you know, it's easier to keep your eye on that example and not stray too far off the path. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's, a, but of course we get off the path anyway, but, y- you know, we kind of have that light, that focus, that focal point being yes. Jesus um, to kind of come back to center when we kind of get off. So that, that's my, my little two cents on that. that
3: I understand. So... <laughs>
0: So Jesus, he was taking on the sin debt, basically, for humankind. Um, He was used, you know, as a sacrificial lamb, so to speak. But in taking on the sin debt, then as Christians, we believe that that's our way through sort of to heaven, but because that's the only way we can be redeemed so to speak,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so how does that translate in our daily life, living, because we, we have to try to be good people all the time, but we're not good people all the time, no matter how hard we try, and how can we not be overly guilted into thinking that we have missed the mark as Christians?
2: Sure. You know, for me, I think we have to differentiate between guilt and shame. Um, I come from a Reformed Calvinist tradition, and honestly, guilt can be a very good thing for us. Um, It's only when it morphs into shame that it becomes destructive. For example, if um, I'm cruel to you and later I feel bad about it, well, that's guilt, and that's a good thing because it signifies conscience. Um, I, when I was in seminary, I worked in a juvenile hall. And the chaplain there was a wonderful, wonderful guy. And he would always ask the kids when they were going through intake three questions. Um, do you believe in God? Does your conscience ever bother you? Does your conscience bother you because you're good or bad? virtually all the kids would say yes um... i believe in god yes my conscience bothers me and my conscience bothers me because i'm bad to which he would respond immediately no your conscience bothers you because you're good that's a gift from god so guilt that is having our conscience bother us when we've done something wrong is a good thing because it helps keep us from repeating that wrong um, you know, those we define as sociopaths and psychopaths, um, they never feel bad about it. They don't, they're missing conscious, uh, so it does. they don't care. It's only when it becomes shame, that is, when it becomes such a burden on me that I can't get beyond that, that I cannot accept the fact that I did something to hurt another person, uh, I learn from that. I will not forget it, but I will not repeat it. That is, when the shame just overwhelms us and I'm no good, um, you know, everything I do is bad, that's when it becomes destructive, and that's when spiritual or psychological support is needed to help that person understand that by virtue of our creation, we are going to do some things wrong. That's just the the nature of it, the way... Um, I would understand sin is that we put the I first. I tend to be selfish. It's what I want, not what others want or need. Um, that's just the way it is. So so guilt's a good thing. Shame's uh, a very destructive thing. Um, guilt is a gift from God. Shame is something that is destructive and pulls us away from God, in my opinion.
0: Okay, so shame is, is where you get stuck. And then mm-hmm. at, at that point you're not really... Maybe fulfilling your purpose or being able to help other people or help yourself mm-hmm. or help your family, um, because your burden, of course if if you believe in evil or the devil, he's going to remind you of those things absolutely every chance he gets
2: absolutely absolutely, so, so please go ahead.
0: How are you shaking? <laughs>
2: How do you shake it? Well, you know, that's where you know Christ said we're two or more gathered. I mean, it's, we don't do it by ourselves. I think that's a terrible mistake people make. They think, well, it's just up to me. That's American culturalism, and the, the truth is that we have many avenues of help and support, whether it's within our Christian faith community, a pastor, a spiritual director, a psychologist. Um, you know, for example, if we look at uh, young women who have, uh, or young men for that matter, who have endured um, inappropriate sexual conduct, uh, they feel as though it's their fault, uh, you know, so they experience shame because of what was done to them. And so, a psychological counselor or a pastor or a spiritual director, or all of those folks working together, can help that young person understand that what happened to them was not their fault, not their responsibility, and release them, help them find release from that shame. Um, again, I, I worry about everybody in our culture trying to do it by themselves, and that's that's just not biblical uh, It's the community uh, it's uh, It's the shared power together that provides transformation. And so uh, uh, as people who um, are in community, a part of our responsibility when we see others experiencing shame or hurt is to reach out to them in love and kindness and even work through the way they may act out. Sometimes people who feel ashamed will act out in cruel and malicious ways towards others. It's just they're trying to deal with their own shame and can't come to grips with the fact that somebody actually does love me. So that's, that, that's, uh, that's, you know, God's love, uh, and sharing that with those people. And, you know, um, I, I remember once I had a, a good friend, his, uh, his daughter had gotten married unbeknownst to him and just done some other kinds of things, and she was just acting out in remarkable ways. And one day he just sat her down and looked at her and said, you don't understand, it doesn't matter what you do, I'm not going to stop loving you. So quit trying to get me to stop loving you the beautiful transformation in their relationship. And so I think that's what we, as the, uh, the eyes, the ears, the voice and the hands of God in the world, must do to help others shake that sense of shame, sense the, shake the sense of the demonic, which possesses them and prevents them from being the full person God wants them to be.
0: Which is not the person's fault if, if they were the victim. That's um, right.
2: And if I'm the perpetrator... Then again, guilt is good, and I need to try to reconcile you know if i 've done something that's that 's really bad let 's let 's you know use the flip side of that i 'm um, the person who has engaged in sexual inappropriate contact with a young person um, you know if you go to prison, you deal with that you come move out of the shame you recognize that what you did was wrong but say in this context how can I be a better person how can I learn from this how can I help prevent this from happening to others because I am the perpetrator so you know first step is to admit it like any good 12-step program you know the first thing you gotta do or like the biblical model you gotta name the demon and and that's the demon I have to name it I have to own it take responsibility for it quit blaming anybody else and then move forward Um, That's why, you know, the AA groups, for example, are so profound because you've got people who are fighting, you know, we'll use the the phrase, the demon of alcohol or substance abuse, who are better able to help others fight those same demons because they recognize them. They've lived through them and they continue to to struggle against them. So they've transformed their shame into appropriate guilt, which has become a way of helping others.
0: Right. And that, that demon is in the victimizer and not the victim.
2: That is correct, although the victim experiences the demon, to use that kind of, of imagery. And and that's right. what's so profoundly sad is when, you know, someone is the victim and, you know, they get turned into something else. They get victimized again, whether it's, a you know, a woman being raped in our legal system who, you know, gets accused of, you know, having brought it on herself or all those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, that's, you
0: know, there's it's it's hard to get through this world unscathed. Um Absolutely.
3: my grandfather
0: used to say, you know, light is great as long as you don't get weak, you know. And <laughs> um and I've always remembered that and I've held on to that because it isn't. You know, there's been times in my life I've been the victim and there's yep. been times in my life I've been the victimizer probably, you know, where sure. I've yep. brought um uh, um hurt onto somebody else yeah. you know and of course yeah. it goes against my nature i know when i'm outside of where i need to be as you know as a spiritual being i in in my flow of life when i'm around love and good people you know i it, things just are naturally going well mm-hmm. and then when i move out of that and i get distanced from that um you know that's where you can become uh, worldly or whatever, um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I could be maybe more callous or more desensitized or something. And I don't like that when, when, I, when mm-hmm. I get there. And um, it's, you know, I want to come back to center as, as quick as I can. But, it's, but, but then, yeah, you know, sometimes you can get stuck in thinking how that's not me. How mm-hmm. did I get to there or, or am I that person?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or am I two
0: people? Or you know, it gets complicated. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, and I think that's why you know we say that uh, you know God has given us the law and the works, um, because I, I think there are people who I sort of laugh and say are, are natural born Christians. Um, my wife is one of those people. I, I, I she just she came out of the womb getting it right. For me, I am a hard working Christian. I, you know, I every day I gotta I gotta remember what God calls me to do and to be and so I have to work at it. And and that's why we have the loss, that that reminder that, you know, this is how God calls us to act. And so even if the culture says otherwise or, you know, all my friends, all the surroundings says that, you know, X behavior is okay, no, it's not okay. You know, it's sort of like, you know, well, maybe other families do that, but in our family we don't do that. Well, you know, maybe the culture says it's okay, but as a person of faith, I cannot say that that's okay, and I'm going to choose to live differently. But it's tough when you get, you know, influenced and and constantly bombarded by, you know, uh, definitions of success that have to do with material well-being and and. You know, we see television shows all the time where, you know, violence is okay since I'm the good guy, as opposed to saying, no, violence is never okay, you know, it, it, those sorts of things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so in the midst right. of that, you know, we, we continue to strive to be neither victim nor victimizer, but victor over those. So if I have been the victim, do I remain a victim, or do I do I become a victor over that? If I've been the victimizer... How do I transform that and and become the victor over my own tendency to victimize others so that I can become closer to what God has intended me to be in creation? That's the constant struggle. Um, And, you know, back to Easter, that's why we believe in resurrection because every day, every hour, every minute is an opportunity to be resurrected, to become someone New, you know, you don't have to wait till New Year's. You don't have to wait till Easter to make some sort of, uh, you know, decisions about how you're going to live. Every minute offers us that opportunity. So resurrection is constant and ongoing.
0: And sometimes we don't even know we're being the victimizer.
2: And absolutely,
0: I think Chris, you know, Christians too can come off. Not all Christians. You know, we're painting with a wide brush here, but sometimes, um, and and Christians do get the rap of being overly judgmental and losing mm-hmm. the love part of that. Absolutely. And and even as a Christian, I've been, um, uh, I've I witnessed those things. You know, people, sure. I thought, hey, the Christians are on my side, and then all of a sudden they come at you with an attack that, you know, mean just comes out of nowhere or, or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I get it when people kind of, you know, say, well, you know, I don't like Christians because they're, um, Always judging or because mm-hmm. they've they've missed the love part of that absolutely i I think some people, and so maybe they think they're coming out of a, a good spot, but it's not by the time it gets to the person that it's trying to get to um it, the love part's gone <laughs> and yeah, absolutely just the judgment because, yeah. is left. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly, and and sadly, two thousand years of Christian history has demonstrated a lot of that of, of an imperialistic, colonial approach to others. I'm right, you're wrong, so I'm going to stomp you. And if you, if you don't believe what I believe, as opposed to those who were very successful in their missionary efforts, who spent years, if not decades, getting to know the people with whom they were living. They. You know, it's, it's that old, they'll know that we are Christians by our love. They made manifest through their own actions towards other the love of Christ such that those peoples would say, Whoa, I want to be like that guy, so tell me about your faith. Um, and that's the reverse of coming in and saying, you know, here's the tract, um, here's what you have to believe, and if you don't believe that, then, you know, you're outside the covenant. God doesn't love you, which is bad theology anyway, because God loves everybody, period, in the statement. <laughs>
0: Right, right, right. So, well, and and if you feel guilty about your life or you have something that's burdening you or the devil's whispering in your ear all the time trying to remind you of your um, faults, you don't really Mm -hmm. need other people to, you know, compound that for you because you already get it. You're already living with it. You're already carrying it around. You're already burdened. You're already not living to your fullest anyway because you're already...
3: No. <laughs> Absolutely. And what you're Absolutely. really looking
0: for is for somebody to say I understand. You know. Mm-hmm. I I I or I mean I don't understand but I I know you and yes. I love you regardless. Exactly. Because
2: and, and go ahead. And and so does God, you know. In that instance we become the agent for God to, to make manifest in that person's life. The love of God that says, "Yeah, you can release that and move forward." Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. because it's really it, it, it is easy to focus on the negative, that little, maybe little tiny negative,
3: mm-hmm. than
0: the, the the great greater of, of the positive.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And, and it's it you know a big part of it has to do I think with. Um, with naming it and claiming it in the sense of this is what I did, it is wrong, and only when we do that can we be unburdened. Um, I think one of the things we Protestants have perhaps lost in moving away from the Roman church is the notion of confession, not that I believe that, you know, a priest can give absolution. Well, you know, you say three Hail Marys or two Our Fathers and everything's okay, but that sense of um, unburdening oneself and then being reminded of the love of God. I mean, in my congregation, for example, every week in worship we have a corporate prayer of confession and a reminder of God's love and forgiveness. So we, you know, in the most general ways, is, admit our failings as human beings and seek God's uh, love and forgiveness. Um, and and the way to make that incarnate is is through other people who say, "I love you," "I forgive you." Then that makes God very real to them um and sometimes you have to say that a lot because the the guilt, the shame doesn't go away easily for most of us, you know.
3: Mhm.
0: Well, because you're constantly being reminded of it in your own conscience, I believe. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and then, <laughs> I imagine most of us sometimes wish would your conscience just shut up for a minute. Just give me a break. I got the message. I know it was wrong. I won't do it again. But
3: that's right. not the way it works. Right. It's
2: that reminder that, you know, and and if we can take that, the specific reminder, or the reminder of the specific event, and then broaden it and ask questions about where are some other places that I have intentionally or unintentionally caused harm for other people, then, again, that's the resurrection. That's becoming, you know, coming out of the tomb of, of finding a new way to relate to people that's more Christ-like. And we'll never get it perfectly. That's, you know, that's a given. But if I live each day acting as though I can get it always right while accepting the same time that I won't always get it right, it seems to me we're running on a good track.
0: Right. Right. All right well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to play, um, and play a song and we're going to come back and I uh, want to talk about steps that we can take to unburden ourselves and lay that burden down and positive things that, that we could do as individuals um, to maybe change the way we look at our own selves and uh, some things that, that, that will help us see our own self in a different light and maybe lay some of these, these things down. So we'll be right back in just a moment with uh, Pastor Kevin Brown, and uh, we will talk to you after we play Mercy Came Running.
1: Yeah. With just...
0: There's different ways to hurt and be hurt in this world, and I've experienced both, um, neither of which are fun. Um, I don't like being the victim. I don't like being a victimizer. Um, And I'm truly sorry, you know, in those times when I have have hurt people, and uh, they stand out in my mind, and... uh, I I don't want to be defined by that, but I'm reminded of that from time to time. I'm also reminded of the times that people have hurt me. Um, And we are with Pastor Kevin Brown. He is a pastor of a a church in Bellevue, Washington. Um, So you can find him online, and I have his information uh, down below on our site. Um, But anyway, so, so we're back, and we're going to talk about not getting stuck with your burden that you carry. And Pastor Brown is going to have some ideas for us, I'm hoping, so that we can move forward. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, you so, you know, I, 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 go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, I think that's, that's a struggle for all of us. We do, um, because as humans we tend to be self-centered, we tend to get in our own cycle of I, I'm so bad, so we continue to burden ourselves with our, our burden. You know, um, we're unable to let that go for a variety of reasons. And, you know, one of the best ways to break out of that cycle is by helping somebody else in some way, shape, or form. You know, volunteer at a food bank, uh, you know, serve as a crossing guard. Just do something to break out of that cycle of, of just thinking about yourself. Um, you know, which is (laughs) becomes another sort of sin of pride, if you will you know, oh, I'm so bad God couldn't forgive me well, wait a minute, you know, what makes you so prideful that you think you're so bad that God couldn't forgive you so how do we get (laughs) out of ourselves becomes a part of the task Um, you know, quit quit focusing on yourself and start focusing on others you know, which takes us back to the biblical model Um, you know, Christ is the man for others, he came to live for others and if we want to Um, live in the the imitation of Christ, focus on that.
3: Uh. (laughs)
0: Right. Or that's a fine line, too, because then you don't want to think that, well, now that you've, you don't want to become prideful the other way. Oh, I've done such good good deeds, you know, because um, it all goes back really to love. And then it's, you're trying to stay in that zone Mm
3: -hmm. of
0: love and trying to be a good person and doing what you believe God would want you to do, but not yet moving too far one way, (laughs) right or left, being um, stuck in shame or being prideful um, with your... And and as Christians, we really put that on ourselves, really hard judgment. I I don't Uh understand why we're, we're so hard on each other and ourselves.
2: Exactly. It's this curious kind of pride. And, of course, it's what uh, Paul experienced, too. I think we read his letters. You know, he's talking about all those sinners out there, and then he sort of pridefully says, but I was the biggest sinner of them all. And say, wait a minute, Paul, you know, what are you talking about here? You're you're prideful now about your, your sinfulness? Golly gee whiz. You know, so we do tend to go to extremes, and it it all comes back to that pride. Um, You know, the the healthiest people I've seen in the world in terms of, of spiritually, psychologically, are those who do give of themselves to others and always come back saying, I have received so much more than I have given you know it seems to me they've found that balance they're they're constantly giving and yet they they see the cycle you know that it it comes back to them because they learn and that it's a it's a privilege to help others and to see their lives transformed um, in in huge ways or in little tiny ways uh, those are the those are my heroes you know the ones who just you know when you say to them well, well why did you do that good deed they sort of look at you and they don't understand the question well what do you mean why it's just because that's what you're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But sometimes you might have to train yourself to, to get there. It might be it might not be natural, for, you know. You Absolutely. might have to, you know, make an effort in the yeah. beginning.
2: And I think there are there are there are those two types of people, as I said earlier. There are sort of the natural ones who, you know, really don't understand the question. Well, that's just what I do. And those more like myself was, you know, well, why do you do that? Well, because it's what Christ commands, and I have faith in Christ commands. And so some days, even though I don't feel like it, I do it because I'm going to trust Christ and two thousand years of Christian tradition. So, you know, that's why I do it.
0: hmm Right, and and then. And you never know. You know, it's like the three fishes and the five loaves of bread. You know, mm-hmm. God will take it and do what he wants to do with it. You absolutely. just have to show up. Just show absolutely. up and then let him trust it that, that he'll do what he wants. Now, in order to really lay your burden down, you really have to be sorry, don't you?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we, we, we're talking about forgiveness. I think there are really um, three parts of that that people sort of don't understand. The goal of Christ is for reconciliation. That is, if I've done you wrong, I admit guilt and I, I profess my sorrow for that and I apologize to you, and then you extend forgiveness to me. That's achieving reconciliation. That's the wholeness that we want through Christ. But the truth is that sometimes... Um, people who you know who are the victimizers um, will not admit that they did anything wrong. Well, it's not my fault. I mean, our prisons are loaded with those kinds of people. Um, well, does that mean that that the one who is victim should still carry that burden? Absolutely not. Um, the victim then has the choice to give up that and to forgive the other person, in spite of the fact that they have not uh, expressed regret full reconciliation is not achieved because you know both parties haven't come to the table as it were Uh, likewise you know those who have done wrong to people can be truly sorrowful for it um, but the ones that they have hurt won't extend them forgiveness Um, you know sometimes that happens but you you've got to experience that sorrow Um, reconciliation is not achieved but at least you can go on and and know that you know, you're doing the best you can to make up for what was done wrong, um, and so that you can move by, forward
0: by not doing it again.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, not doing it that again to that person or to any other person. Absolutely, and to me, that's the profundity of the conscience. You know, I did something wrong to person X, and I learned from that, so I will never do it to any other person again. You know, I've learned something here, and it's always sad, tragic, <laughs> when one person has to suffer so that we can learn, but that's that's the way the world works, sadly.
0: Right, right. So we would go, if, if we're carrying a burden, our, our, our first step would be uh, in the laying down process of the burden would be to recognize it um, confess it to, to God and ask forgiveness we, we mm-hmm. believe and, mm-hmm. and, and and repent of that sin and, and then we would need to um, go forward and not if, if we're really sorry you don't want to do that again now right. I mean we're human and we might do it but we really, really try not to go down that road again. That's really what being sorry is about. When you when you go before the throne of God and you are kneeling at the altar of the Almighty God, and you are saying, "I am so I blew that so bad. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry people were harmed I'm harmed. Um, the The tentacles of this you know ripple out to other people. Um, you are making a covenant with him when you're asking for forgiveness that you don't want that to happen again. Absolutely. And you're going to try to do everything in your power for, that not, for you not to do that again in exactly. sincerity.
2: Yep, which doesn't mean you won't do something else. I mean, I, I think a beautiful model is the story of King David. Um David was always loved by God, and David was really a pretty miserable human being uh You know he did lots and lots of bad things, i mean just horrible things, but he never did the same thing murder yeah, exactly, exactly, and <laughs> some would say certainly rape too i mean there's just mm-hmm, he certainly mm-hmm. abused his power, so he 's a you know you look at that and you say, Well why would God love this person? Well, because when confronted with his sin. David would admit it I mean when confronted by the prophet Nathan he admitted it I am the man and and so it didn't mean he didn't make another mistake but he never made the same one twice, at least that 's recorded in the in the biblical tradition so for mm-hmm. me that 's a mm-hmm. profound model um, you know i can i 'll do something wrong i 'll realize it I will you know do everything I can to make amends to the person i 've harmed, and I will not repeat that mistake, but it doesn 't mean i won 't make some other mistake for which i 'll have to repent i mean i you know I have three children and a wife, and they 'll gladly tell you of all the mistakes I continue to make in our lives you right. know, big and small that 's the nature of it.
0: And that person might not accept that, you know, and, and you Absolutely. have to be able to move on. And how you make amends to that to God if that person is not accepting or doesn't want to talk to you or, or, you know, maybe they're out of your life completely and this is years ago and you don't even know where to find them. But how you make it up to God is you don't try to do that again.
2: Absolutely, or you use your experience to help to protect others from themselves, so that they won't make those same kinds of mistakes. Um, you know, you you use that. And there's a wonderful thing in the 12-step program from AA that talks about uh, you know where um, you try to make amends, whereas making amends won't cause further harm to that other person. So the point there is you try to reconcile with the person, but if you can't, you still move forward using that knowledge to better yourself and hopefully to provide a better environment for other people. Um, you know, for example, we've learned a lot about uh, clergy abuse over the past 30 to 50 years. Our understanding is so much greater today about the power dynamics, etc. So, you know, we try to take that knowledge because of the mistakes others have made and implement it in our own ministries so that we don't fall prey to those same power dynamics and, and misuse of power. Uh, that's, a, that's a perfect example of taking those, those bad things from the past and utilizing them to learn and to protect the future.
0: And you have to give yourself some, you have to cut yourself some slack, too, I think. Absolutely. Um, You you have to put the grace, you know, not only, you know, are we supposed to give grace and mercy to others, but we've got to give it to ourselves, too, at some point, you know.
2: We have to accept God's forgiveness, which is sometimes very difficult. But, yes, you're absolutely right. We have to accept that so that we can move
0: on forward. Yeah, you know, that's, that's hard because, you know, you're in this dynamic of God's telling you that he's, he loves you and you're moving mm-hmm. on and he forgives you. But then you got the voice in your head constantly maybe reminding you,
2: That's right. you know, yep. eh,
0: you're, you're really not so s- slick, you're really not so, you know, great, you're not so loving, you're not so this, yep. you're not so that. But that's where you have to move forward in a pot just keep moving in a positive way step by step by step one one good intention one good intention and then i think when you look back then you start seeing maybe a road that has better bricks in it that are good and better bricks in it that are not so good
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's been said that uh, the hardest uh, forgiveness to accept is forgiveness of yourself, and I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know.
0: There is, because it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it, it's um, and there's so many songs about it. I mean, everybody must be going through it, because let me tell you, when I was queuing up the songs for this show, I had thousands of songs about people, you know, and burdens and laying their burdens down and trying to move forward. And so it's, it's yeah. not just me, and it's not just you, and it's not just the people listening to the show right now. It'll be, it's, it's gone on for all eternity, but we have to give ourselves a little bit of sack We have to re- accept the responsibility of, of the damage we did.
3: Absolutely. Stock.
0: We have to accept that responsibility. It is what it is. If, it, uh, if we did something against society, we have to accept the punishment that comes with that. If we did something uh, against another human soul to soul, we have to uh, accept the responsibility that comes with that. But we don't have to live in that forever.
2: Right, right. We don't have to let that continue to destroy us and, and uh, drive our lives. You know, we can be freed from that. Again, not forgetting it, You know, being better people, but that doesn't have to control who we are for the
0: all time. Right, because it, it's just who we were maybe at that second, but there's so much, there's more pieces of us that we want to move out of that and absolutely. move forward and let God use us. He, he yes. can't use us if we're stuck.
2: There you go, there you go. That's absolutely right.
0: Yeah, right. All right, well, that that is um, a lot to think about, but most of it <laughs> comes down to accepting the responsibility, trying to make amends. If you can't make amends with the person, make amends with God. Don't do it again. Try really hard go. not to do it again. You know, you got to make some other mistakes. We're all going to make them, and everyone's yep. mistakes are different on different levels. Um, but move forward. Try to be a loving person. Try not to be judgmental. You don't know what... What made that person do that If you were in that same circumstance you know, We all have different weaknesses and different strengths So yeah. if put in you know, Something that, that we're weak around I might not do that same thing I might be stronger in, in that circumstance But weaker in a different circumstance So, so you don't know So you, That judgment has to Come into you know, Not being so judgmental But you have to Love that person And you have to let help them move forward if you can. Let them move forward and not define them by that by that period in their life.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: But um, if there's social consequence, you know, you have to pay that as well. So it's just, absolutely. It's, just, yes. it's just part of yes. it. It's just mm-hmm. part of it. All right. Well, a lot to think about. I think we all can go forward and try to do something good today. Start building new blocks, you know, blocks of kindness and blocks of uh, um, grace and blocks of peace. And after a while, maybe you look back and and, and you have blocks of love than you have of, uh, you know, harm and hurt and, you know, and then if if it's the other way around, um, well, not everyone's going to forgive you and you have to be able to accept that as well, too. But you have to be able to move forward. Absolutely. All right. Well, Pastor Kevin Brown, thank you very much for coming on. And I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to have that discussion for a long time. And um, I think I'm going to try to go out today and do some good things.
3: There you
0: go. Lord Living knows I can do bad ones. So, <laughs> But I really well, try so not much. to do that. I really, really try to be 99.9% really good. And it's only really when I get tired or, or <laughs> under stress or something like that that yep. I kind of feel that shift coming on. And oh, so, yep. um, yeah, So, and I, and I don't want to be like that. I really want to be a good person. And I, and I think most people do. I think most people want to be good people. I and I think right. most people are good people. And so try to focus on that. Don't focus so much on um, on the negative. Try to focus on the positive and uh, you know, move forward and be of service to others. That's always that's always the best way to go.
3: Absolutely. Thank you,
0: Pastor. We'll have to thank do it you again.
2: Privilege. All right, you take right. care. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: okay, thank you. Bye bye. All right, well, that was a very interesting conversation. It's, there's so many pieces to that puzzle. Um, this message may have been for you. It might it, it might it might be for someone who's supposed to hear this message, and they need you to share it with them. Um, in either case, thank you for listening today. I want everyone to go forward in peace and kindness on your on your personal journey. Um, And then the the information for Pastor Brown is on the bottom of the screen, and you can always email him direct uh, at his church in Bellevue. And we're going to go out today with Tim McGraw's Let It Go, and I thank you for joining us.
1: Ways out here on the crossroads Trying to buy back the pieces I lost of my soul It's hard when the devil won't get off your back It's like carrying around the past in a hundred pound sack Today I'm going to keep on walking Gonna hold my head up high Gonna leave it all behind Today I'm gonna stand out in the rain Let it wash it all away Yeah, wash it all away I'm gonna let it go Oh, 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 yeah I'm gonna let it go And ghosts are hiding in the shadows Threatening me with all the things that they know Choices and mistakes, they all know my name But I'm through holding in holding on to all that pain Today, I'm gonna keep on walking I'm gonna hold my head up high, got no more tears to cry, today, I'm gonna stand out in the rain, let it wash it all away, yeah, wash it all away, I'm gonna let it go. Okay